Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Ohio Silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Stagecoach from Selton creaked and swayed along the trail to Dalville. Dan Reed, 14-year-old nephew of the Lone Ranger, had entered the coach at Selton. The only other passengers were an old man and a sweet-faced little old lady. Dan's eyes were caught by those of the old lady. She smiled and spoke. Son, I hope you don't mind me speaking out this way. You see, poor me just can't seem to take our eyes away from you, can we, Paul? That's right, Mother, we can't. You see, son, you remind us of our boy. Oh. Of course, that was more than ten years ago. Our boy Tom is 25 now. That is, he will be come next month. You see, son, the last time we saw him was when he was about your age. Oh, did he? Well... (laughs) If you mean, did he die? Well, he didn't. Last time we heard, Tom was very much alive. Out here near Dalville. Then your son lives in the West? That's right. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe we'd better introduce ourselves. I'm Mrs. Richards, and this is my husband. Howdy. Glad to know you, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name's Dan Reed. Gandalf, eh? 
Nice name. He seems like a very nice boy, too. Does he live out here? Yes, sir. For the past few months, I've been living near Dalville with friends. Oh, then you must know Tom. I don't think I do, Mrs. Richards. <laughs> now, Daniel, don't tell me that you haven't heard of Tom Richards, who owns the biggest gold mine near Dalville. The name is familiar, sir, but... Well, I've never met him. Oh, but you see, Mother, Daniel has heard of our son. I guess Tom is very well known out this way. Uh, have you come far? All the way from Pennsylvania, Daniel. Tom come out here with his uncle. Sort of ran away from us when he was 15 by persuading his uncle, my older brother, you see, to sneak him into the wagon train one night when they was leaving. Golly. Tom was a good boy. Just sort of full of mischief and itching for excitement like all young boys. <laughs> Did your son finally send for you to come out west? No, he didn't, Daniel. He began writing a few years ago after his uncle died. Seemed he had a chance to buy a mining claim. It was kind of low on finances at the time, so... We send him most of our savings. Golly, sir, I guess you were lucky. If you staked him to a claim, it means you got a lot back when your son struck it rich. Well, not exactly, Daniel. You see, Tom's got a big mine now and takes a heap of money to run it. In his last letter a couple of months ago, Tom said he was planning to have us come out to see his mine and stay a while with him. Pardon me decided to take the rest of our savings and come out now to surprise him. Gosh, I, I hope he's glad to see you. Why, shouldn't he be, Daniel? Oh, what I mean is I hope he's ready to have you with him. A place to stay and all that. Oh, why, our boy has a big house. He said so in his letters. We told all our neighbors about it. Oh. And when we get there, Dan, we want you to come to visit us. It doesn't hurt for a young boy who has his future to make to get to know an influential man like our Tom. Oh, I'm sure he'll like you. Oh, thank you. We'll be in Dalville in a little while. After you get settled, I'll be glad to come and see you. Then we'll consider that a promise. So don't forget, we'll be looking for you, Dan. When the stagecoach arrived at Dalville, Dan went to the livery stable where he had left his horse, Victor. Then he rode into the hills where the Lone Ranger and Tonto were encamped. Dan told them about the old couple on the stagecoach. You say they told you their son, Tom Richards, owns the biggest gold mine around Dalville? Yes, sir. Of course, uh, I don't know him. Not, not good. What do you mean, Tonto? Tonto means, Dan, that it isn't true. The only big gold mine here is owned by Mr. Stacy, the banker. I happen to know Tom Richards is one of the foremen out at the mine. Oh, golly. Uh, what happened when Mr. and Mrs. Richards arrived in Dalville? Well, they went to the hotel until they can locate their son. Yes, Golly, I, I hate to think how they'll feel when they find out. They were so proud of their son. He's all they talked about. But they'll hate to go back home and face their neighbors with the truth. I can see that you like them very much, Dan. Yes, sir. Oh, they're awfully nice, honest. Gosh, I wish I owned a gold mine. Well, why you want gold mine, Dan? What would you do if you did own one? I'd get to Tom Richards and make him make believe he owned it while his mother and father were here. So they wouldn't be disappointed. I know how you feel about them. Let me think about the situation a while, Dan. Maybe there might be some way to fix things so that the old couple will go away with faith in their son and something worthwhile to tell their neighbors back home. That afternoon, Tonto went to town for supplies. 
As he left the general store and with his arms full of bundles, a great deal of excitement broke loose down the street. Easy, Scout, easy, fella. Something happened at bank. <clears throat> Kept going. Did you get a good look at him? Uh, one tall, dark hair, black beard. Yeah. Other one who hurt. Him have red hair, not yeah. look tall. Well, the bank clerk says they wore neckerchiefs over their faces. He couldn't describe them. Well, neckerchiefs fall from faces as them ride past here. Me get good look. Hey, Sunday, the one with the black beard must be the outlaw Spike Ross. I got a handbill on him. Mean? We'll get a posse together right away and get after him. As soon as I find out how much they got away with... I can tell you that, Sheriff. I was in the bank a few minutes ago when it happened. They got close to $30,000. It's sure going to be a blow to Mr. Stacy. Well, one of them is wounded. We ought to be able to trail them easy. Now get your horses, men. Let's get after them pronto. Returning to camp, Toto told the Lone Ranger and Dan what had happened. Took clever men with plenty of nerve to rob that bank in broad daylight, Tonto. Ah. Me tell Sheriff what men look like. Him say tall man with black beard. Maybe outlaw named Spike Ross. Spike Ross? Ah. I've heard of him. He's a notorious killer who'll take a chance at anything if there are big stakes involved. That bank robbery is just the type of job Ross would plan and get away with. I saw a handbill on that outlaw when I was over in Selton. It was nailed up outside the Sheriff's office. He sure is tough-looking in that picture. Spike Ross is just as tough as he looks, Dan. And maybe Sheriff and Posse catch Ross another fella. From what I've heard about Ross, he usually has a good hideout planned ahead of time. One fairly close to where he intends to pull a hold-up. He's given many a posse the slip, Toto. Gosh. That's not good. We'll ride out and try to pick up the trail of those two outlaws. Hate to see them get away. Uh, you can wait here in camp for us, Dan. Come on, Toto, we got the horses. Oh, me get horses, King I was wondering, sir. Uh, well, Dan, what were you wondering? I thought maybe it might be a good idea if I rode over to the mine and told Tom Richards that his mother and father are at the hotel in town. Perhaps that would be a good idea. Try to make it over there and back before dark, Dan. Yes, sir. Here, Silver. Good, good, good enough. enough. We'll see you later, Dan. Easy, big fellow. Easy, Scott. Easy, fellow. One, Silver. Much Tom. After the Lone Ranger and Tonto left camp, Dan mounted his horse Victor and rode the trail that led to the Stacy Mine. A short time later, Dan came to a point in the trail where it followed the course of the Trinity River for a short distance. Suddenly, Dan's attention was attracted to two riders some distance ahead who were heading up the river bank toward the trail. Dan drew rein. Oh, hold it! Hold on! Hold. Golly, those two men were riding downstream in the shallow water near the bank. That means they didn't want to leave any trail. Easy, Victor. Steady, boy. They might hear you. I wonder if one of them has a bandage on his head. I can see it from here. I bet those are the two outlaws who held up the bank in Delville. Victor, we'll follow them and see where they go. Then we'll go get help. Come on, Victor. I told you, Lou, I'd show you how to lose any posse that might try to follow us. Doubling back and riding in that river was the way to do it. (laughs) We'll be all right now. I gotta hand it to you, Spike. 
glad to get where I can lie down a while. Stop complaining, Lou. We got all that money, and I got a mining shaft stocked up with food and blankets. After you rest up a while, you'll... Get over this rise in the trail quick, and we'll pull off the side. What for? Those I tell you, get up there. Come on, get, get up. up, get up. Whoa, whoa there. Whoa, whoa. whoa. Now, what's the idea? I couldn't see the trail. While we're on the top of that rise, I glanced back and noticed a small cloud of dust back away. Somebody's following us. That arroyo over there will do for hiding. Come on, get up, get up, get up, get up. Oh, 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 oh. Now we'll just sit in our horses here and watch that trail with our guns ready. Not long afterwards, Dan Reed rode over the rise in the trail from which Spike Ross, the outlaw, had spotted the cloud of dust behind them. Seeing a long stretch of trail ahead, Dan reined Victor to a walk. Easy, Victor, easy, easy. That's funny. I've lost sight of them entirely now. I can see their tracks along here. But they must have turned off someplace. Steady, boy, easy. I wonder what makes you so skittish all of a sudden. I guess maybe a... Oh, oh, Victor, oh, boy. Yes, they did turn off to the left, right at this point. Well, we'll turn off, too. Come on, Victor. Spike and Lou watched intently as Dan came into view over the rise in the trail. As the boy slowed his horse and looked at the ground, Spike said, eh, It's a boy and a smart one at that, Lou. The Maverick's following our tracks. Well, but why should a boy be following us? Maybe he's now, just... Look... look, he stopped at the place where we turned off. Yeah. What are we going to do? Plug him? No, wait. If he does come this way, let him come. I want to find out how come he's trailing us. Yeah, we can use that horse of his, too. Hey, look. He's coming this way, all right. Well, you ought to plug him before he even knows what hit him. No use in I know him. what I'm doing. All right, kid. Stop right where you are. We got you covered. Oh, 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 oh. Come on, Lou. Get up there. Get, get up. up. Get up. Oh, 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 there. oh. Well, kid, who put you up to foulness? Nobody. I saw you leaving the river, and I knew you must be the outlaws who held up the bank. So I was following to see where you went. He knows who we are, Spike. Well, that's too bad for him. We're taking you with us to our hideout, Button. You'll learn better than the snoop where you're not supposed to. Now get going. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. to continue our story. 
Meantime, in the crude building that served as office for the Stacy Mine, Tom Richards was talking to the mine superintendent, Mr. Grote. I tell you, Mr. Grote, we've gone as far as we can in that west shaft. We don't dare blast. Look, Richards, are you sure there's no way around that rock? We know the vein runs through there, and we've got to follow it. But I tell you, it can't be done. Old man Stacy will be sore as a tired mule if we have to abandon that shaft, like we did the one on the opposite side of the ridge last year. Another fact is, one of the men just came in with the news that two outlaws held up Stacy's bank in town. What? Got away with nigh on to 30000 Great day. Yep. So we got to figure out a way to get at that vein of gold ore that you and the men's been following on that west shaft. Stacy will holler his head off if production here at this mine drops off. Hmm. I, I got an idea, Mr. Grote. Yeah? What's the big idea you got, Tom? You spoke of a shaft on the opposite side of the ridge that was deserted last year. Sure, but I was that... thinking, maybe I could inspect that shaft and see if there's some way to break through to the west shaft from there. We could set a blast on that side without the danger of blowing down the shore that the men put up in the new shaft. Hey, by thunder, Tom, maybe you got something in that idea of yours. I feel sure I have. I'll get my horse right now and ride around there and look things over. Spike and Lou, the two outlaws, took Dan Reed into the deserted mine shaft, which they had furnished with supplies and bedding. They tied Dan hand and foot and put him on a blanket back in the shaft. There. Yeah, there, Button. Guess you won't get loose from them cords very easy. Yeah, we'll keep them here with us till we're ready to pull stakes. Then we'll take them along for a distance till we're out of this territory. Then we can fill them with lead and leave them someplace. Well, if he could pick up our trail so easy, maybe others can too. Don't be so skittish. The boy just hit on our trail by accident. He saw us leave the river. My friends will find your trail sooner or later. You just wait and see. Sure, sure. Like you say, we'll just wait and see. Come on, Lou. Let's get a breath of fresh air. All right. Uh, well, that air sure feels good. Kind of stuffy back in that shaft. Yeah. I wonder if it... It looks like coming up the trail. He must be heading for here. Yeah, that trail don't go anywhere else. Get your gun handy. All right. We'll stay hid behind these bushes till he's plenty close. Then we'll act fast. Gonna gun him down? No. I want to find out if there's any others following him. Here he comes. Yeah. He's heading right for the shaft, too. Stay right where you are, mister. Reach. Oh, oh, oh. Come on, Lou. Right. Oh, well, mister, you had a lot of nerve trailing us alone. Trailing? Why, I... Hey, you hombres must be the ones that held up the bank in you town. You guessed it right. <laughs> As if he didn't already know. Get off that horse and be quick about it. Looks like you got the upper hand. Easy, boy. <laughs> now what? Take his gun, Lou. Sure. I got it. Bring his horse inside. Now, mister, walk into the mine shaft. I got some questions to ask you. Yes, I have to. Come on, boy. Come on. What is horse for the others, Lou? That gives us two spares in case we need them. Well, I... I see you have things fixed comfortable-like in here. Even the heaven lanterns hung around. I wonder just... A... Who's that? You another outlaw, mister? <laughs> Does it look like it? This hombre's holding a gun on me. Oh, then you trailed him here, too. Sure he did. Won't do either of you any good. No, kid, I didn't trail him here. I was coming here anyway to look over this shaft. 
I'm from the mine across the ridge. And you must know Tom Richards. <laughs> That's a hot one. I am Tom Richards. But who are you? Why'd you ask me if I were I'm Tom? I'm Dan Reed. I was coming to the mine to tell you your mother and father are in town at the hotel. <laughs> well, well, this has turned out to be a quite a nice little get-together, huh? Oh, wait a minute, mister. Did you say mother and dad are in town in Dalville? That's right. They think you own a mine and have a big house and all that. I know. I was a fool to write them tales like that. I never thought Cut they'd get... Cut the cabin. A... Lou, bring some cord over here. Right away, Spike. Here. Here's the cord. Well, I keep him covered. You tie him up. Get busy. Right. Now, tie him so he'll never get loose. All right. And you can question him all you want. I'll question him all right. He'd come here to look over this shaft like he said. Others might come looking for him when he don't get back. We'll have to push on somewhere else at dawn. Yeah. We'll finish off these two and leave them right here. After leaving their camp, the Lone Ranger and Tonto rode partway to town to try to pick up the outlaw's trail. They saw the posse returning about sunset, but kept out of sight until they had passed. Then the masked man and the Indian set out backtracking on the posse, hoping they could pick up the trail where the posse had given up. Before long, they came to the river and reined up. Here's where the posse gave up, Tonto. The outlaws covered their trail by entering the water. They're telling whether they went upstream or down. That's right. And what we do now? Well, we return to camp. The sun is setting now, and it will soon be dark. We can set out in the morning and try to find their trail. Ah. It's not good for Dan to be in camp alone with Spike Ross in territory. That's what I'm thinking of. Let's go. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. Darkness had fallen by the time Spike finished questioning Tom Richards, who was bound hand and foot and who lay on a blanket near Dan Reed. Tom finally convinced Spike that he had come there to inspect the deserted shaft, and Spike had come to a decision. Lou, we'll use their two horses as pack horses for our supplies. Then we'll fill them two snoopers with lead and be on our way. Come on, let's start packing the stuff right now. All right. What are we going to do, Mr. Richards? I'm trying to think of something, Dan. If I wasn't tied up, I could at least put up a fight. Before they took the lantern away, I, I noticed a sharp edge of rock sticking out of the side wall behind us. I was thinking maybe... That's it, Dan. If I can work my way up to it, I can rub the cores against it until they cut through. I'll try it. Moving inch by inch, Tom worked his way to the shaft wall. Then, by struggling to his knees, he gradually pushed his way up against the wall until he was on his feet with his bound wrists against the jagged edge of rock. He worked patiently and persistently, rubbing the cords against the sharp rock, wincing as the stony knife cut into his wrists. Finally, he felt the cords give. The cord is cut through, Dan. My hands are free. I'll untie my ankles and I'll set you loose. Golly, I hope they don't come back yet. There. Now I can untie you. I'll get your hands free first. That did it. There. I can untie my feet. Oh, gosh, I can hardly stand up. You'll be all right in a minute. Now what do we do? You'll lie down on the blankets again as if we're still tied up, Dan. When they come back, I'll jump on him and get his gun. Well, what about the other one? I hope to take him by surprise. Hurry, lie down. I hear him coming back. All right. Well, you two, ready to get away from here? I'll take this hombre first. Set the lantern down and help, Lou. Sure. 
Come on, you. Not this time, hey, mister. Look out. I'll take that gun. No, you won't. Get him, Lou. Gun him. I can't. I might hit you. I'll kick over that lantern. Get to your horse, you? then. All right. Gun that kid. Get him. No, you won't. I can see his outline. No, you don't. He grabbed my arm. Let go. Yeah, this will settle him. Come on, mister. The boy got away, Spike. Yeah, let him go. By the time he gets to town, we'll be far away from here. We'll unload my horse first, and then we'll put a bullet in this hombre. Come on. After escaping from the outlaws, Dan headed for the nearest help he could think of, the man at the mine just around the ridge. Meantime, the Lone Ranger and Tonto reined up at their camp. Who's it? Tonto, the camp is deserted. Dan isn't here. Oh, that's strange. It's dark, and him promised to get back before sunset. Yes, I know. Dan always keeps his promises. I don't like this, Tonto. We ride over to the Stacy mine and find out where he is. Not good. Let's go. Come on, Tonto. Come on, come. Later, as the Lone Ranger and Tonto rode along the regular trail to the Stacy mine, they neared the place where the outlaws had turned off. I was hoping we'd meet Dan coming back, Tonto. Ah, it's not like Dan to... Listen. Oh, Scott. Oh, Father. Oh, What is it, Tonto? I don't hear much... Someone coming along deserted trail that lead to old mine shaft, Kimasabi, and him riding hard. Yes, we'll pull off the trail and wait. Come, Scott. Come, Come, Father. Come. Oh, boy. Easy, Silver. How do I wonder if... Come on, mister! Dan! 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 Hold on, Silver. Come on. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, Dan, why are you coming for us? They have Tom Richards. He saved my life and let me get away. They'll kill him. Where are they? The old mine shaft. Get the miners, Dan. Come on, Toto. We go to that shaft to help Tom. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Tom. Come on, Victor! I guess we're all set to leave now, Lou. And the sooner the better. Now we'll settle things with that snooping hombre. Come on. You... You'll get caught and hung for this, Ross. Ah, shut up. You had no business trying to be smart. <laughs> I'm giving you a bullet to settle things. Oh, no, you're not. Oh, my life. Now, who'd I get him for that? No, you won't. Good work, Tom. Be time up, Kim. Sorry. Oh, you, you're masked. And you must be one of them. Oh, you're wrong about that. I'm a friend of Dan's. Oh, Dan, come with miners. There's one of them smashed. We got you covered, mister. That's my friend. He saved me. I was at the mine when this boy came there. He told us what you did, Richard. He saved my life and helped catch the outlaws. Tom Richards is a brave man, Mr. Stacy. He deserves a reward for what he's done. Grove told me of your idea to reach that vein, Tom. I think it'll work, too. Seems like you saved me money all around. He sure did. Tom... I suppose Dan told you about your parents. Yes, I... I can't face them after the stories I wrote about owning a mine and all. Dan told me about them, too. We'll take him to my house in town. And as for you owning a mine, well, I need a smart young fellow like you for a junior partner. What, what do you say? <laughs> oh, my gosh, that... That's wonderful. I guess we'll leave now. Come on, Dan. Otto. Uh, gosh, Mr. Stacy, that'll fix things for my folks all right, but honest, that masked man really caught the outlaws. <laughs> I don't know who he is. I found I... out who he is, son. You see, he's the Lone Ranger. Are you still
This is a product of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Thank you.